Everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Friday Night Mike's podcast. I'm your host Michael, and with me is my co-host from Canada, Sarah. Hey everyone. So, um, Sarah, so what have you uh, been doing the last week or so? How's your week been? Uh, well, up here in Canada, we had Fan Expo in Vancouver, which is like a tiny little mini Comic Con. Um, and Kevin Smith was there, so me and my husband went to go see him talk, and it was supposed to be like an hour-long event Q&A thing, but um, Kevin Smith pretty much stayed there until they kicked him out of the building. We were there for like three hours, so we really got our money's worth. Right. I've uh, been, let's see, I listened to a podcast. What was that? Oh, it was How, How Did This Get Made? And um, he was on there, and he was talking about, about uh, Wild Wild West was the one that they had covered. Uh, you know how bad that movie is. Oh yeah, that that, is that awful. spider. <laughs> oh god, that's so terrible. Um, so they were doing that. Um, how does it, how did this get made? Podcast, which by the way, if you haven't listened to it, you've got to check it out. It is fantastic. It's hilarious. Yeah, really, the purpose behind that podcast is they cover one movie which is either really, really bad, like so bad it's not funny, <laughs> or usually it's so bad it is funny, uh, or, or like there's really guilty pleasures where you know the movie's terrible, but you watch it anyway. Yeah, uh, so I've got Wild, a few of those. <laughs> right, so Wild Wild West is, you know, is one of them. So anyway, uh, Kevin Smith was on there talking about it because he knew the producer, the guy that was in charge of it. Yep. And he'd wanted to make, like, he, this guy was, like, tied to, like, making Superman and and Batman, the 1989 Batman, and, like, all these movies, like, Terms of Endearment, I believe, uh, in the 80s, and, you know, really su- successful producer, and um, so I know firsthand from listening to the podcast how he likes to talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, literally, like, someone asks a question. 45 minutes later, this guy's still standing at the mic as Kevin Smith's wrapping up his, like, answer. He's just, can go on forever. And then he'll be like, what was your question? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's right. great. Um, yeah, my week's been pretty good. I, I of course, I went and watched Arrival uh, the other day. I went with a buddy of mine. And that, uh, movie is uh really interesting um i liked it a lot actually we're going to be covering that on the freaking geeks podcast this week mm-hmm. so i'm not going to say too much about it i don't want to you know spoil the, the movie for that podcast but um i i may go see it again <laughs> actually before we record i'm thinking about maybe going and seeing it tomorrow after i get out of work not sure yet but I might go see it again because it, it is that uh, interesting of a movie. So um, that will be our review. Um, Thursday night we'll be recording that. So, you know, if you listen to the Freaking Geeks podcast, you know, feel free to, you know, send in some email if you have some feedback. If you've watched Arrival, for instance, you know, uh, you can send in some questions or your review, things like that. If you have any uh feedback on any of our other podcasts that we've done in the freaking geeks for instance uh whether you've watched uh halloween or if maybe you checked out uh, dr strange or uh, the babadook uh, for instance you know send us some feedback because uh we certainly can read it on the podcast and it doesn't matter that we've already recorded those podcasts if you have any feedback at any time 
you know, no matter how far down the line we're doing this, this podcast, um, feel free to just send in your feedback. So, yeah, we'll always be happy to listen to it and respond. True. All right. Um, so this, uh, episode is about the mud bowl. Now that's the title of, uh, Friday Night Lights. This is episode 20. And, yes. um, this, <laughs> this episode is something else. I hated it. <laughs> what? To be completely honest, I really? was not into it whatsoever. It felt like subpar writing compared to their other episodes, especially at the end with Tyra pairing it up with the uh, the football game. It felt very... It was uncomfortable mixed with something that should be high energy and fun. And it was just very awkward to watch. And I think anytime they put, you know, rape into something, it's just poor writing. You could have done something different. It seems to be like the go-to for most people in writing for, you know, shock value. And I just never really like it very much. It's Okay. Yeah. So this episode, I was like, do the whole thing, except for... Waverly and Lila, and then Waverly and Smash, I really liked the writing for them. But other than that, I wasn't very impressed. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess we'll be breaking this episode down. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's get let's get into kind of just breaking down some of the characters and what's going on with them. And we'll do, a, a, I guess, a deep dive into what goes on in this episode. So... Um, let's, let's start out, I guess, with Tyra, but we don't have to jump right into the rape thing yet, but why don't we at least jump into the Tyra and Landry, uh, yeah, I love Landry. <laughs> so he melts my heart, <laughs> right? Um, so, <laughs> so Tyra is outside the school and, uh, she has to go to the library, Landry, of course, finds an excuse, right, to <laughs> to follow her there, and then he. I think I gotta get a book or something, right? <laughs> and I love how how Matt is just not just in this scene, but all throughout the episode, uh, he he finds he finds this whole scenario ludicrous, you know, because like it when, is ludicrous. Because it is ludicrous, right? I mean, you know, it's like it's Landry and and Tyra. You know, right? I mean, it's like it makes no sense because it's Tyra. Look at her, right? I mean, she's her. You know, she's gorgeous, and you know, Landry is charming. Yeah, he is. He is average, charming kind of nerd with, you know, a lot of self confidence. For for yeah for <laughs> for him for a nerd I guess you know he does he I, I mean that sounds maybe that sounds bad but I mean you know <laughs> we're I mean, nerds most, we can say that <laughs> right most guys yeah most guys don't you know most guys have a hard time I don't care who you are you know walking up to you know someone like Tyra and and trying to talk to her you know but he somehow does and and he goes to the library. And I actually have a clip here. Uh, I want to play this. It's the it's this scene here where he kind of you know stumbles upon her in the library <laughs> and kind of makes his pitch, you know, for being her tutor. So uh, I'll let you listen to this, and we'll kind of talk about that. Tara, is that you? What are you doing here? Oh, nothing. Just wishing I could. You know, build a time machine and go back and shoot whoever it is invented algebra. That's wow. for sure. See, that's kind of a catch-22, though, because to invent that time machine, you may need to use algebra. So. Yeah, I already have a tutor. If that's... Oh, you can just, yeah, okay. run along. Let me ask yes. you one question, though. Um, did, did your tutor teach Tim Riggins to read in about a day and a half? No? Okay. Is your tutor the top of his calculus honors class? Did your tutor score a 77 on his PSAT math portion? No? I just really think you need the A team on this. And you got Mr. T standing right in front of you. And T stands for Tyra's Algebra Tutor. 
Seriously? I'm really good at math. Okay, so what were your thoughts on this scene when you watched it? Like when this all happened and he's just, you could see she's amused, right? She's kind of amused by this. It, it's funny for her in a way. Yeah, and she's doing what she would normally do, just try and push him away, but he's actually pretty smart about it, making some valid points, standing up for himself and not letting himself get, like, beat down or pushed away by her. He's actually being, like, I was really impressed for the first time by Landry. He wasn't just being, a, you know, a baffled dork. <laughs> right, well, he, he does, you're right, he does make a good case for himself because he says, you know, um, but, you know, how do you say that? Like about about teaching Tim Riggins how to read <laughs> in a day in like and a half, a, in a day and a half, or or that he had a was a seventy seven um, in math for yeah, is, PSATs is, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, it's good. It's a good argument, you know. It's basically, you're saying is this? Hey, I know you have a tutor, but don't you want the best tutor? You yeah, know, I'm a better tutor. <laughs> right. So. Um, so that kind of plays out pretty well. Uh, they agree to meet, and they do in the the diner. They sit down, right? They're running through, you know, this math problem, and you know, Landry's just doing his thing, and uh, she gets it right. And I love, I love what he does, though, right? Because he acts like disappointed in her. And then he just like, oh, just kidding. And she like throws the pencil at him and says, I hate you. And yeah, but the thing is, it's um, it's so, I, I don't know. I, I It's kind of like flirty and innocent. Right, right, right. I, I don't, and I don't know if Landry confuses her a little bit or if his charm somehow works a little bit, I'm not saying like, you know, she's ready to, <laughs> to crawl over that table and, and tackle him or anything and, and start ripping his clothes off. But it, it's like that charm that, that he has that we've seen on display actually works here a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. It's it the it makes her charm. smile. It makes her smile. Exactly. It's, you know, it's one of those things that's charming from friendship to relationship, not just a relationship based on, you know, immediate lust. It's actually like a foundation. Right. And that's a good ex that's a good example uh of what a good relationship is built on is is trust and uh friendship and and just a common ground. You feel like in this instance and granted they don't know each other that well, so I guess Really, trust isn't going to be a factor and at the moment. Pray but she never hears his band. <laughs> oh God, Chris Victorious. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I want that band poster. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Um, yeah, you're right. Don't listen to that music, otherwise you have absolutely zero. You're going to go from like one point two percent chance to zero, sub zero, negative, and probably lose a few IQ points. <laughs> right, right. So. So that kind of works out pretty good there for him. You know, he gets her to laugh. And and she says, oh, by the way, you know, if you're not doing anything on Friday, you know, he's like, he says yes before, you know, she even finishes her proposal. Yeah, she and, could have been like ending it with like, could you pick up my grandma from the airport? Still would have been yes from him. Right. And, uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Sure. Great. That's, and she's like, okay, it's a date. And you can see the look on his face. Like he literally believes she means it's a date when as Matt so, so uh, eloquently tells him er, later in the episode that look, it's, it's, it's a, it's a phrase. It's, it's a, a colloquialism. You know, right. It's, Hey, you know, it's a date. Like, no, it's not a date, but it's, you know, We've set up a meeting. That's yeah. it. it. There's no... But his face, like, you could just hear a choir of angels singing light beaming down above him. Like, I don't, this was his moment. I don't think that... If Matt was standing right beside him in that moment, I do not believe he, he would have heard anything that Matt <laughs> was telling him. It doesn't matter. It's just, yeah. It's like his dreams just came true. Yeah. Like, he could, you know... 
be running his hand through a saw and he'd still be daydreaming. Right. Right. So so he's like all excited and he, he goes to get his haircut. Matt is just combination giving him advice and laughing at him at the same time. Um, but like I said, he, he finds this whole thing ludicrous. He He's like, look, she she's not asking you on a date date. It's not that, and but he doesn't want to hear it, so he doesn't. You know, he gets ready, and the night of the game, uh, Tyra goes to the the tasty freeze. She goes inside, sits down. Landry's not there. Guy, you know, says, you know, hey, what are you doing here? She's like, oh, I'm studying for a test. Da da da. Um, and. Meanwhile, he comes out, he he gets in his car, turns it on, or tries to turn it on, won't start, and of course, you know, he's being denied this chance. The The universe <laughs> is against him. And it rains. And it starts raining. So, of course, he's late, and you don't know exactly how long Tyra's been there. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming it's not 10, 15 minutes. He, she's probably there, I'd say, for an hour yeah. or so. Yeah. Uh, He's not showing up, so she gets up to leave, walks out the door, and guy comes up. The guy that was talking to her comes up behind her and, you know, punches her, her in the truck. and throws her in the truck and proceeds to attempt to rape her. Rape her. She grabs the cigarette uh, lighter and just slams it into his face, <laughs> and then to his eye, the, I think she got him right, good. All right, and then he she slams the car door on his on his wrist or his arm or something several because, times yeah yeah and uh he runs away gets away um and she's on the ground trying to get her stuff and that's when she's just in shock so she doesn't know what to do right and landry gets there uh gets out of the car initially he's just trying to he's, he's confused that she's on the ground like what are you doing you know it's just kind of weird uh and then she, she says he, he tried to rape me and he's just stunned and then we see them inside the tasty freeze and she's just yeah she's in total shock mode right now like she yeah. can't even process it and I love what he does here he, he gets up and he sits beside her and he just holds her hand grabs her hand and holds it and she starts to cry, you know, and he puts, she puts her shoulder or her, I'm sorry, her head on his shoulder. And, you know, she's sobbing as anybody would. And uh, you can see he's, he's in such pain for her. You can tell that Landry has always been a very empathetic character. And you get the sense that when someone else is in a bad mood or, is suffering he suffers with them if if he likes them or cares about them in any way yeah yeah i do like that any moment but the only problem i'm gonna have with it is if they do end up together that's gonna be the catalyst for that having been for them to be together and who knows the problems it'll cause down the road if that's what you know started their relationship like for me it's just i don't i don't like that one bit but I do like them together. I want them to be together. I just don't <laughs> want it to fall apart because, you know, sometime down the line to realize, you know, she only chose him because she was, you know, in a dark place or something like that. Like, I'll be upset if that happens. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I, I'm, a, I'm having a tough moment here. <laughs> Because I'm attempting to figure out whether I should make a general statement of what most fans, critics, and even the writers of this show can agree upon. Okay, and I, I'm trying to like, should I should I even say this to you, or should I just not? And I don't know whether what to do or whether probably to... the opposite of my opinion. Um. It's, it's, see, this is a hard part because, in a way, I don't want it to, it to influence your view 
of the next handful of episodes, meaning the end of this season leading into next season. So on one hand, I'm like, I don't want it to influence, but then you're also smart enough that you're going to just watch each episode and merit it, merit each episode on its own uh, terms, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Of course. Okay, so, all right. Well, then what I'm going to do is I'm just going to tell you what pretty much everybody that watches this show knows, which is... Um, Tyra's rape begins what is widely acknowledged as the worst storyline that Friday Night Lights has ever done. I knew it. <laughs> In fact, the the writers came out and publicly apologized. <laughs> Whoa. You know, it's bad then. Um, they apologized for what this storyline brings. Oh, that upsets me. I, I love her and Landry together. I think it's a great dynamic right. and it could really work. But that the catalyst for it is just all wrong. Um, now, I, I mean, look. Okay, so, right. Mm. My opinion on this episode is, I think, higher than, than yours is. <laughs> Probably. So, uh, yeah. Um, I like, I understand where you're coming from when it comes to the whole rape thing. It's a very easy place to go. And I wonder how hard it is for TV shows to tackle subject matter like this. Or not not just rape, but I mean it could it could be any very very difficult, very emotional uh storytelling. You know, you take a subject matter or rip something ripped from the headlines kind of thing and you kinda of utilize it within your show how do you do that? How do you do it well? Uh, does that mean that no shows should ever feature feature rape? Could it? Could they still be done in a respectful manner? Can anything good come from a storyline like that? I don't know. That's a hard thing, and I, and I, I guess it's just person to person that you have your opinion on whether that's a good scenario and a good storyline to put in a show. What, what what's your opinion on it? See, I don't, I don't like its overuse. I mean, and for a show like this, I think it's way too. It could have been done differently. I think it's too much. Like it's a kid too, you know. Like she's underage, so this guy, if he, they do catch him, it's not just like, you know, I'm raping a person, but I'm raping a kid, <laughs> essentially. And I don't like when they go there. They could have done something different. They could have had her robbed at gunpoint. It's also traumatizing, but it's not something that'll like psychologically damage her. That they could go down that road. Wait, so you don't think it could psychologically damage her, or it, do you think no, it could? It like, could. Yeah, yeah, being held up at gunpoint, it's traumatizing, but it won't be the same as what rape would do to her. Like that could be years long kind of traumatization and who knows like where it'll lead her and uh, just i don't want to watch that storyline for tyra because she's such a strong character and she's come so far that if it ends up that this you know beats her down i don't really she's come so far i don't want to see her down again right right i mean her character has come has come very far um I look. I totally get what you're saying, and I. I guess I don't really disagree. I guess. See, this is a hard thing. Um, I. I know what's coming. <laughs> I, I mean, I know what's coming from here to the end of the end of the series. Um, and so, I understand people's point of view. I think what stems from this episode is some of like not the worst episodes right because that's not fair i think this one storyline that exists in particular 
in its entirety is probably the worst one that they've ever done in this show. Um, and that is really, it's like the, it's like to me, the major outlier in terms of this entire series and the storylines that kind of get threaded through the whole show. Right. I mean, of all the storylines, whether it's just, you know, one character storyline or if they're intertwined with other characters, we've already seen how many storylines throughout this show already in season one. And they've all been, for the most part, I'd say good to great, you know. But this storyline from this point onward is difficult sometimes to watch. Okay. But when it comes to this episode, I understand the having it intercut with the game because they're they're two entirely different you know events and opposite ends of the spectrum you know for the game it's this huge battle and then victory and celebration and for Tyra it's this absolutely awful moment in her life like the worst thing that could have ever happened to her is happening to her right now except for death um she's being physically and sexually assaulted by a guy who's determined to do this to her and possibly even kill her. You know, we yeah. don't know. Um, I I understand the over reliance on on rape too as a storyline, and I guess it could be used as a bit of a crutch for a lot of shows. I guess I give the show a little more leeway if we're just basing it on this episode alone and not looking forward to anything that's coming down the road on the show in that you know this is a small town and and so far i feel like we've we've seen the characters not really have much to worry about you know I mean, danger exists in small towns, big towns, little cities, big cities. Uh, just the amount generally tends to reflect the size, right? So Dylan's a pretty small town. Uh, well, I guess I wouldn't call it a small town. It, it, it's a moderate-sized town. But it seems, for the most part, like there isn't a ton of crime, and, or at least we don't see it. And, you know, this this girl leaves the frosty freeze and this guy who, who's been sitting there maybe he planned on it from the moment she walked in maybe it was a spur of the moment decision we don't know um obviously it's a bad guy because he's trying to do this to her um in the worst in the worst I way i would have liked it i would have been okay with the storyline if she i know this goes dark ended up killing him in the process of trying to get him off of her and away from him because that would have been a different kind of trauma, but it would have been something powerful for her character. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I understand, like I said, they rely on this on a lot of shows. Um, and maybe it's an easy storyline to utilize because you know it's going gar- to give you guaranteed... Uh, shocked faces people watching the show they're going to be impacted by it it's going to feel uh painful for them to watch it uncomfortable to watch a scene like this play out uh obviously you're going to very easily identify with with tyra um so maybe that's a part of why they did this but i guess the inner cut with a football game to me was a was it was done on purpose it was done purposefully to show you two events that are on entirely opposite ends of the spectrum. And maybe that was to make both stand out more. So rather than have like this complete uncut, you know, football game and then go into Tyra completely uncut, it's shifting back and forth as a way of like shining an even brighter light than it already is on what Tyra is going through, which is this really awful event. While everybody else is out there at the game celebrating, having a good time, and they just won the game, Tyra is possibly fighting for her life in this moment. It's going through something real 
Oh, they're just, you know, the most important thing in the world to them is a football game. But, right. And, you know, where that's, you know, one could argue that that's their addiction. That's what they want to do. You know, they live and die for football. Where there's the opposite of the spectrum where this guy lives and thrives off of probably that game going on so he can have his own, you know, feed his own addictions. Right. And, and you know, look, this stuff unfortunately happens every day. The This terrible thing that happens to, to women and, and guys on occasion, although I know that's much more rare. Um, but it can happen to anybody. And it's an unfortunate thing that, that exists in our society. And I, I don't know. I guess I see this moment as uh, a catalyst for Tyra moving forward. What, what does she do now? You know, how does she respond to something like this? Is this going to make her character stronger, weaker, right? Is it gonna is it gonna hinder her in the long term, or is it going to be something that, with the right support, she'll be okay? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to answer that um, because obviously I know the answer. But and I look and look look. I know we're we're spending a lot of time on this, but it is the the biggest event in this entire episode. Uh, and the reason is because while everything else is important in the characters' minds, right, the, this is the biggest thing because this is actual physical trauma that's being perpetrated on somebody that we have come to care about after all these episodes. Yeah, like something like this can mentally cripple somebody for the rest of their life one could argue that it was also is just it's as traumatic for her as you know what the beginning of the season Jason's gone through so I could see her and Jason coming even more friendly after this I'll really hate if she <laughs> goes to Tim for support and that storyline continues on I will hate that to death <sighs> I, I can't wait to see the next episode I want to know where this goes from right um yeah, I feel bad for Landry here too. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, of course, the person that we feel worst for all, of all is is Tyra. Of course. Yeah. I feel bad for Landry though, in a way, because you can almost almost tell he is blaming himself that he wasn't yeah. there. If he was there, this wouldn't have happened. And the look on his face is pain because he wasn't there to, to protect her and save her. Yeah, and he's going to end up blaming himself. I mean, it's just, you know, life is about timing. Sometimes timing is bad. Right. Uh, okay, I think we I think we covered <laughs> that pretty well. Um, let's, let's move on and talk uh, a little bit about, let's talk about Lila and Jason this week. So now, now I want to I want to toss out something here, an observation, something that we didn't see appear at all in this episode. There was no follow up with Lila's destruction of Buddy's dealership last week. Oh my god, I totally forgot! Like, what the hell? Right, you would think that we would have found out something that. Even if you just got mad and yelled at her, I mean something. But there's no acknowledgement whatsoever that that even happened. And I, I, I guess we could just chalk it up to Buddy just saying I deserved it and and whatever. Sweeping um, under the rug, maybe, right? Um, but I wanted to toss that out there because you know they didn't mention anything. So, so I gotta that's say not something. like them to do that, right? So, in this episode, some really great things happen with Jason um, by himself and Lila by herself to a degree. But of course, when these two are together, it's like it's like fire and oil, toxic fire and gasoline. It's just 
it explodes into this raging torrent of, of venom and vitriol and self-pity and anger and, and all of it. Yeah, it's very, very toxic when they're together. You know, they're both, you know, good people apart and likable characters, but when they're together, it is just, you know, cringing. And yeah, I do like the fighting. Both of them, well, she makes a few more good points this episode, but generally sometimes he makes pretty good points too. But it's just, I'm getting so done with them. <laughs> All right, well, look, I want to play this clip here. This is um, when Lila comes to visit Jason, right? He's uh, laying on the couch, and she comes in to... They need to have a talk. So I'm going to play this clip, and then we'll talk a little bit about this once it's over. Yeah. We need to talk. A glass of water. Yeah. Let's put it there. Why haven't you called? I'm busy. It doesn't look like you're busy. It looks like you're watching TV. Listen, I know it may be a lot to ask of you to call me so that I know whether or not we're engaged or boyfriend and girlfriend are just real good pals. Get off my back, Lila! What do I have right now, huh? I got a girlfriend who cheated on me. I got parents who are breaking up because of some stupid lawsuit. I lost the coach, lost the team, lost my friends, lost the quad rugby. So I got nothing. So I'm sorry if I'm not being the perfect boyfriend right now, but I got a lot more on my mind than powder puff in, in prom. And this cup is way too full. I'll spill it. You know that. No, it's not too full. The hell was that for? You think it's been easy for me to help you in and out of that chair? Well, no one's holding a gun to your easy? head, Lila. I do it because I love you, stupid. But now you're sitting here feeling sorry for yourself and acting like a jackass all the time. You want to play rugby? Find another team. You hate this lawsuit so much? Find a way to make it go away. Next time you want a glass of water, say please. Okay. So she comes in and, you know, as you can tell from the clip, they need to have a discussion, right? And mm -hmm. he's just having none of it. He's not in the mood. He doesn't want to talk. He just wants to, to lay on the couch and hate his life and hate himself because he didn't get signed on to the rugby squad. Yeah, and his parents are, you know, pushing through the, the claim and whatnot. And yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's tough sledding for him. No doubt about yeah. it. Um, yeah, there's the big meeting um, with the lawyers and Taylor's going to be there and, and just to try to... They want to get everything they can from him and Jason you know, doesn't like that idea. Um, so Jason has Lila get a cup of water and he, he just goes off and... I will admit, Lila, as we know her so far, is one of the most divisive characters in the show because sometimes you you like her, and sometimes you're just like, oh, "Come on, you know, right? Seriously, yeah." That's, and it's, it's like mostly like the times that she's with Jason that it's like, oh, "Come on," but the times where she's you know with her friends or on on her own, it's you know she's totally fine to watch. Like, there's nothing wrong with her as a character. Right. But I will say this. I did like her in this scene. Um, yeah. I thought that, I mean, what she said to Jason was 100% correct. You know, when she says, you know, if you didn't make it on the, the rugby squad, you know, join another one. If you, if you hate this lawsuit so much, make it go away. You know, like, she's saying basically just buck up. Like, get up. You know, stop feeling sorry for yourself and get stuff done. You know, stop wallowing in self-pity. Yeah, there's there's no use for it. It's not going to get you anywhere. It's just going to make you depressed. Right. Um. So then we have Jason and his parents. They got that whole settlement thing. So we have, the, like I said, the whole uh, 
you know, conference meeting where they're all going to sit down and they're going to try to hammer out something that both sides can uh, agree upon. Lila, on the other hand, decides that she's going to hang out with Waverly. <laughs> so why don't you tell us about that storyline? Oh, yeah, she and Waverly, you know, Waverly, you know, is talking to her and you know, she says that she's left four messages in Jason's phone. Da, 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 da. She's like, why are you still calling? Let's go do something. And they go to shoot guns. And my first thought is, oh, God, that's going to get shot or something. <laughs> yeah, a crazy girl with a gun. That's going to go so well. <laughs> right, and, and I'll admit, in this scene, Waverly didn't appear to be crazy. No, she's very level-headed and like her normal self. Right. So, Smash sees the two of them at the restaurant, right? <laughs> and uh, apparently this is the first time that Smash and Lila have ever spoken. Which is crazy. Right. Um, Especially since, you know... He talks to like, the team members. She talks to the team members. She used to date... Or, um, she dated Jason, like, how could, you know, she not have ever said anything to him or him not have said anything to her? That's crazy. No, it is crazy. Um, that, this whole thing is just nuts, you know? And Waverly is going crazy. Um, at least that's what Smash thinks. He sits down and he tries to tell Lila all about it. She doesn't know that she's bipolar. Right, but Smash is informing her, and it it clearly makes a uh, it makes things a little difficult, really for for Lila and Waverly, because you could tell they could probably would be really good friends. But once Lila finds this out, she knows that's a, this is a real problem. This could be an issue if she's not taking her medication. Like, how can you feel safe around somebody? Yeah, but the way she went about, you know trying to coax her into like counseling was just again i didn't like the writing it was very poor and very you know like literally she just says you know like hey you know tammy's a great counselor you never thought i was like seeing her like out of nowhere she couldn't be like so yeah you know would, on the subject of jason like yeah you know i've been talking to a counselor just you know sort out my feelings about jason and you know tammy's really helped me like subtly Without giving anything away, but she just gives everything away. <laughs> right. Oh, it bothered me so much. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this obviously this well, there's a a showdown that eventually that that comes to a head with Smash and Waverly, right? So uh, Lila and Waverly are driving down the road, and uh, that doesn't end up well, does it? No, she. She is upset, and she has every right to be upset. Like, you don't expect your boyfriend to go and blab about it. Like, who? She he told Lila, who knows who else he told. Like, you, a million things have to be going through her mind, and so, of course, she's, you know, crying and upset, and, you know, but they have it out, and I loved this scene very much. Like, her acting is wonderful. You know, every, you know, emotion, you can really hear it in her voice, and, you know, and Smash, like, this is, like, some of the greatest emotion we've seen from Smash, he really loves her and just wants her to be okay. I really love that little moment between them, especially the hug at the end. I mean, that was just, it was really pretty. Like, I know it sounds weird, but it just like, I liked their relationship and that talk. <laughs> right. The first time I like Waverly was Smash. <laughs> right. And, it's great acting from the from the two of them. It really is. Like I said, top notch work. Uh, gayest guys, Charles. Uh, the best stuff I think he's done on the show so far. Uh, really having having to show him or show uh, the audience how much he cares about Waverly. You know, like this isn't about um, just one more notch on his belt or. You know, whatever. I mean, he 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 really likes her, and you feel like she has changed him, at least a little bit. He looks at things a little differently, and he looks at her, you know, differently. When he when he first met her, I think he was just like, "Oh, I know her. We've known each other for a while. Um, I'm going to do everything I can to get her into bed." 
but it's sweet talker but instead yeah but instead he's he's been you know blown away by the good the characteristics of who she is um she's very passionate person you know a little volatile but she also has brought out a lot of good things in smash and so i think that's why he, he cares so much for her and so this whole thing goes down and uh we we all knew this was going to happen at some point i think ever since we could tell she was getting a little crazy like a little manic right yes yeah and um now it's come to the point where he really feels she needs to get help and he even offers like you know you should talk to my mom she's a nurse and she's someone you can talk to and that's not your dad i mean that i think that's a great idea like his mom is so understanding. She'd be a perfect person to speak to. Right. Right. Uh, I think that pretty much ends the the Waverly and Smash thing. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of. There's a little bit there towards the end. Um, and they had a bit, a bit of a tiff at the beginning of the episode where he's like, I just don't know where to start. I, 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 you know, where do we start? Where do we go from here? You know, and, and she had no answer for him. And then he had to leave for practice. Uh, she also mentioned that this, this episode, the event that sets things off is a train derailment uh, yeah. nearby. And that train derailment, so right, that train derailment forced the the whole school to close down. The EPA came in and said, look, we need like a week to do this. You're not going to be able to, to host the football game. And so... Eric and everybody has to go out and they ultimately built a football field, but not right away. They did actually go to a small football stadium and he was like, yeah, no, this is going to be like a home game to the opposition. We're not doing it here. Yeah. And I loved that. He went out to just that acreage and looked at it like laughed while he's with buddy Garrity. He's like, Oh, this is going to piss you off. <laughs> just kind of has his moment. And yeah, right. I really like that. Like, it was creativity. It felt homey. It felt, you know, like old school kind of football games should be. Like not fancy stadiums or sponsorships and all that garbage. Right. I mean, yeah, when he and Buddy go out or they're actually coming back from that whole meeting and the whole like cow field and, and you know, it just kind of strikes Eric like, it's, this is hilarious, but let's go grab a beer and see if this actually sounds like a plausible idea. Yeah, I like I like when him and Tammy are out in the field. Um, but the only thing I can think of when, you know, went to go get a blanket to, I guess, lay down in the field is it's a cow field. <laughs> like, you got to be careful where you're going to lay down a picnic blanket or set up your field. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure it's yeah, very fertile. <laughs> I personally wouldn't want to be having sex in a cow field. Just saying. No. Just saying. It can't smell that great. <laughs> right. Um, what else do we have? There's so much in this episode. There's so many people and storylines. Uh, of course, Julie doesn't know whether they're actually going to TMU or not because Eric hasn't officially accepted or declined. And you, you can tell like it's really eating at her. Yeah, she really wants to know, and like, she wants to be able to talk to Matt about it, but she can't because it's super secret. Oh, and I guess the players are receiving money in their lockers. Oh, wow! At least, at least, uh, uh, uh Saracen is. Yeah. You know, he's because, I, you know, and <laughs> you know, Buddy just brushes that aside, and I actually kind of wonder if he maybe did it. So we don't find out who did it. Like, this is bugging me. Like, I don't understand what would be Buddy Garrity's angle for that. I don't know either. I really don't. But it's he's like, not really, doesn't really want to talk about it. It's like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. And even when, like, the train exploded and the windows blew in and Eric and Matt are just still standing there. Like, they don't duck down nothing. And I'm like... Your football players react. <laughs> you don't just stand there and get duck and cover people. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So 
yeah, the whole train derailment kind of gets things in motion, and ultimately, you know, the team and other people, you know, come together and they're able to build this football field, which the other team's coach grudgingly accepts. Um, and I mean, I like the the see this scene here where they're all kind of like working together to build this build this stadium, you know. Yeah, it's great. Like, it really feels like, you know, people are working together and, you know, you get to play on a field that you pretty much made with your bare hands. It's pretty cool. Right. So, we are, we also have uh, Tim as well. You know, he's He's got his own problems. Oh, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I guess he picks up Bo because, you know, he knows, like, um girlfriend works <laughs> so she wouldn't be able to pick him up or probably hear about it right away and so he does it for her which is nice i guess but really do you want to be pushing that into the public eye that's not going to end well no it's not going to end well it's not going to end well at all you know we see at the end of the episode when bo's like are you going to sleep over tonight again and it's like <laughs> we were trying to be discreet but i guess yeah, no, but he doesn't say yeah. He says, I know, what I do know is we're going to state because he obviously didn't want to answer that question. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Daddy Riggins really soon. Oh. Just like his brother said. That's terrible. Terrible. It's awful. <laughs> um, so what else did you, what, what else do you like about this episode? Like, I mean, beyond... You know Landry and uh, his charming ways. What are some of the other things that really stood out to you? Like, up until the end, I really liked the mud bowl. I thought it was great. Like I couldn't believe that they're just like like rummaging around in like the dirty, watery field, and like they can barely stand or walk, let alone run or get a touchdown. It was really fun, like watching the actors. Like everyone's smiling they're pretty much enjoying it and just getting dirty and having a good time and so i really liked watching that okay didn't like how it was cut up at the end <laughs> uh i like the mud bowl i thought it was i thought it was brilliant i thought it was shot very well um considering the conditions and everything that's not easy to do to shoot something like that it but they they, they made it look great and believable too yeah it's like torrential downpour Right. Can't be fun to shoot in. No, no, no. Um, so Jason takes Eric, I mean, not the court, right? But they're all sitting around looking for you know, a settlement offer. Yeah. And um, Jason's parents want to push for everything they can get, right? Yeah, like win the lottery kind of you know money. But yeah, they just want the extra funds to, you know, for Jason's future in case like he can never work again. So I kind of understand that, but you know, Jason, he's confident in himself. He knows he'll, you know, be able to work and have a life for himself and doesn't want to ruin the coach's life. So just wants what's fair in his parents' eyes, not his eyes. <laughs> right. You know, he does his best um, to, to mitigate some of the, the damage and the fallout this has caused. So, you know, he he kind of unleashes hell on that, that I assume it's the lead, like, prosecutor or something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he just kind of says, hey, look, what am I? You know, like, just like some easy thing. You know, like the lottery. It's, it's Sad story to wheel out mm -hmm. for pity. Right. And so... He says, look, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to write a number down, right? It's going to allow us to, to do what we got to do, but essentially not cripple Eric and his family forever. Yeah, like just pay off their debts and save their house. Like, fair. what's fair? Right. So that's what she does. She she agrees to that and uh, – or he agrees to that and Eric agrees to that. And I think it all works out, you know? Because yeah. it needs to be done. It needs to be over. Yeah, like, that's dragged out long enough. Um, one scene I did like with Jason quite a bit was him and Matt, you know, coaching Matt. And Eric starting to take notice of it. Oh, I, lo I love this. I, opening the episode with that was great. 
I mean, yeah. it didn't. Okay, no, it didn't open the episode. That was Tim, and you know, yeah. all that, <laughs> um, and everything. But you know, the the next scene was Eric driving by, watching him train Matt, it, which I thought yeah. was great, and being a badass about it, like being as good as Eric himself, and you know. If you do take that promotion, here's your guy. <laughs> well, he learned from the best. He knows what is expected, and he knows what's necessary too. Exactly. You know? So he's, he's been through it all, right? Uh I'm trying to think of what else. There's like a few other things here too. But I mean, I feel bad for Julie, though. You know, like she said, she can't tell anybody. She can't tell Matt. And, I mean, how bad did you feel? Like, okay, I, I'm glad we got a little bit of a break about, about him maybe going to the TMU. But still, I mean, that's that's got to be hard for her. Yeah, I mean, being a teenager, it is literally the end of the world if you have to leave your boyfriend and your friends and what you consider home. I mean, you being a teenager, you don't look at the future and think, oh, there'll be something else down the road. Like, when you're a teenager, everything is in the present and everything in that moment matters. And yeah, to fear that all being taken away, it's, you know, it's really hard for her. Yeah, I mean, it's the first relationship she's ever had that really has meant so much to her. Because and... she's in love. Right. She is. No doubt about it. <laughs> she is. <laughs> um, yeah, they're so cute. <laughs> okay. Um, I. Hmm. I think I think that's a, I think that's a pretty good rundown of all the events, right? Can you think of anything else that's happened? No, I think we ran through them all, checking them off in my brain. <laughs> no, I think that's it. Yeah, a good a good chunk of this was you know the football field setup and location, you know. Right. So it took up a good chunk of the episode. Right. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta, okay, I gotta be honest. I, I really like this episode. Kubels <laughs> aside, um, and I understand where you're coming from at the end there, definitely. But things, there's certain things about this episode that really strike me. Um, so for one, like there's the scene where Eric drags Tammy out into the, the cow field mm-hmm. and she's in her PJs and he makes her close her eyes and imagine what it's like to be 10 again. Like he's trying yeah, that to, was a really nice moment. He's trying, yes, he's trying to get across to her that look at the end of the day, this is a game, but this is important for us. And I, I just, I love it. I love the scene. I love what he tried to tell her. I, I love it all. Yeah, I understand that. Like, that's a very good scene. It's just like the overall episode, it's, you know, there's not a lot going on. It's mostly just about the field and the random train derailment that's for some reason near a kid for school or a school for kids and that it's carrying toxic material. Like, yeah, that's that's safe. Go right next to a high school. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's smart. It just seems weird. (laughs) Right, right. Um, man, I, I like, but I like, I like so much, I guess in this episode, I don't know why, maybe it's just one of those episodes where I'm like, Hey, you know, I just, it happens to be high on my list. I suppose that could be it, but I just like very, I like all the threads that lead up to the final game. You know, I like, I like that Jason is, is doing his best to get Matt ready. You know, knowing that just being there in that situation to help him alone is probably painful for him to do. Yeah. Yeah. I I bet I guess you probably have a different, you know, view of this because you know what's going to happen and what where these roads may lead. But on its own, like from my perspective, I don't dig it too much. You know, down the road when I rewatch this all over again, it might be different. <laughs> but yeah, it just wasn't like the best for me. Okay. Like, it, by no means do I hate it like I would hate, like, like another show if they did this and, you know, had poor writing in the first place. 
Like, this is just, like, a one-off for the show. There's, like, I won't ever continue to hate it just because it has, like, a one episode I don't really like. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So why don't we then rate the episode? Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, Yours will be higher than mine. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I like the Landry and Tyra stuff. I, I think that's adorable. Um. It's just nice to see, regardless of whether this develops into a uh, emotional and or sexual relationship. I, I like the idea of this very pretty girl actually carrying on a conversation with a kid who doesn't get many girls that look like her to talk <laughs> to him. Uh, I like I like the mud bowl. I, I liked them creating the field. I liked the game being played as it was. I, I think it was just a really well done aspect to this episode. Uh I I liked I liked Lila standing up for herself in the relationship with Jason. And I like the fact that Jason finally started to stand up for other people around him and didn't concentrate solely on himself all the time which is why i think that that settlement was lost uh or not lost was um a lot shorter and they took far less money because it needed to be over so i i think i'm going to give this a <laughs> nine out of ten Higher rating. Right. Higher than last time. Right. Um, <laughs> so, like everything you talked about, I love Landry and Tyra. I'm going to ship them till the day I die. <laughs> I want them to be together so bad, and I have a feeling that that just won't happen. <laughs> but I can dream. Um, but, yeah, I love everything about the Mud Bowl, and Eric and Tammy are always wonderful. Um Watching Matt, you know, practice with Jason and watching Jason just kind of, you know, be in an element of something, you know, that's new to him, but something he's been witness to all along and just kind of fit in so well. I really liked that. Um, and for like the first time in a while, I really liked Waverly. Um, I thought she was great in this episode. And yeah, it's great when she's who she is on the norm. You know, but when she teeters up or down, you know, she definitely needs help. And I love the moment with her in Smash. It was great acting, great emotions. Loved it. Um, that being said, it is, you know, counterbalanced by the hate I have for, you know, just the amount of time they spent just setting up the field and, have, and being on that. And, of course, the Tyra stuff at the very end with the rape. I didn't like it for this show. And for what, you know, it was, we've discussed that to death, but yeah, we just don't like that part. So I'm giving it a, a six out of 10. Okay. Well, that, that stands <laughs> as the lowest uh, score that either of us have given an episode so yes. far. Hey, look, uh, here's the thing. There have been, there have been some slightly clunky episodes in the past. There have been episodes where mm, maybe a storyline or wasn't particularly great or wasn't told very well but generally that's like the one thing in the in an otherwise great episode so that's why the ratings have remained so high because even when they do the occasional misstep on the show the quality from week to week is so stellar that i think you can forgive but in this episode, I understand not wanting to do that and being kind of angry about it. So 6 out of 10, it is what it is. And we'll see, you know, moving forward to the end of the year, how it's going to be. Yeah, we only got like two episodes left, right? I believe two episodes, yeah. That's awesome. I'm excited for the final game because now they are going to state, right? It's for the finals? Um, yes, yes. They're, they're going to state. Mm, it's exciting for them. Right. So it's kind of a big deal. 
right? It's I don't all, think it's so. Only, it's Especially only, for that town. Well, it's only the thing that they've been working towards, so. It's only the thing that that town lives and breathes and dreams about, you know, 365 days a year. Right. I, I Before we, we kind of wrap up here, I wanted to say one other thing. I, I love that after the game that she, um, uh, Jules, uh, Jules, Julie tackles uh, Saracen and, uh, you know, like there's rain, there's just water underneath them and it you know it's a mud bowl <laughs> and uh you know tells him that she'll always love him no matter what happens yeah it was just <sighs> you know she's trying to tell him in the way that you know she's not telling him what's going on but still giving signs that something's going on yeah yeah so anyway uh that kind of is what it is so I, I pretty much wraps up our our episode for this this week. It's um it's gonna be a really really good next two episodes. I'm hoping, and we'll see how those play out. There's a lot uh, a lot of episodes coming, so we will uh, see you next time. So, I'm sorry, I apologize. My my cat decided that uh, it's time I just muted my mic know. for the same reason. <laughs> which is kind of funny (laughs) yeah so anyway um (laughs) yeah uh other than that everything's great so um so have a good week everyone uh we'll be excited to be back next week as usual uh episode 21 and uh yeah guess we'll just end it as always clear eyes Mm -hmm. full hearts can't Can't lose. lose all right everyone have a good week Hi guys. <laughs>